Alrighty, well, welcome back, folks, to the Vegas Confessions Podcast. This is episode 97, and today we're going to be talking about Las Vegas nightclubs and day clubs, tips and tricks, and everything you need to know right now on the Vegas Confessions Podcast. Hey there, everyone. This is Nat Bridget, and you are listening to the Vegas Confessions Podcast. Didn't we go to my favorite dive bar before that? We went yeah. to Double Down. Double Down Saloon. Yeah, we had some ash juice. I am all about asking. Yeah. Baby. I need to go check that room. There's like a dead guy in the in the bed. And the, the lady at the counter says, well, we'll call housekeeping. Like housekeeping. Jay's never met an asshole he didn't like. <laughs> Shout out to the guy at third base at the blackjack table I was at last, who was obviously trying to keep a high-low count, but was mouthing the numbers as the cards were being turned over. Be careful what you say, because we can have you whacked. Okay, I'm Nicky Furnitz, and you're listening to the Vegas Confessions Podcast. What is up, my friends? Welcome back. I'm your host, Jay, back with my co-host. Kelly. Guys, we are super excited. We got an awesome episode set up for you guys today. I told you guys the last few months I've been making lots of connections and networking with different people, and this one's going to be a fun one. This one's took a couple of months to go and set up because we've been so busy back and forth. This guy's always on the go. I'm always on the go, and there's just a bunch of shit that's been going on. But first, let's jump into the Patreon shoutouts real quick so we can jump right into everything. We have to give a huge thank you to Graham from the Chef Demoni podcast, Scott and Lisa Wingfield, Scott Jarvis, Michael from the Zorkcast podcast, Rodney Kelly, Neil Macedo, Taylor Jew, David Sowell, and Eric Rosenthal. Thank you, folks. You guys are awesome. So let me introduce and welcome a very creative individual with a YouTube channel with 25,000 subscribers and an album all about the vibes that he got at every different nightclub in Las Vegas. Plus, he's a junkie for the promised land, so we had to have him on the podcast. But this man knows a lot of stuff that we don't about the club scene. So we figured we'd pick his brain and have him help us learn more about everything we want to know. By the way, like I mentioned, I've been trying to get this to work for months, and finally, here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Mark Frisero. Thank How are you. you? Good, brother. Thank you for spending some time with us, and we appreciate you coming on the podcast. And initially, you were the one that reached out to us. So again, thank you, man. This is much appreciated. Yeah, no problem. Me and my wife, we're not big into the club scenes. We're not even really big drinkers. We've talked about it plenty of times on the podcast. But now having this connection with you, we figured we'd bring you on, get to know more. And and we have some surprising stuff coming along the way this summer. We're going to be working in Vegas, so we're going to be there for a while. So we wanted to pick your brain about, you know, recommendations, tips and tricks, and everything we like to know about getting into these places as there's so many different places to cover. So from the beginning, Mark, you visit Vegas pretty frequently. Can you give us some background on what got you there in the first place and why you took interest in Las Vegas? So I actually have a weird story with Vegas. I got into DJing electronic music. I've always been into music all my life. And I ended up doing in 2014, a countrywide tour that I put together. And kind of tying into the album, like you mentioned in the beginning, my debut album as a musician, I went to 10 different cities in the United States, made a song about each city, then encapsulated that city's vibe and ambiance in musical form. So it was 10 different cities in the United States, and one of them was Vegas. So I initially visited Vegas in 2014, I think it was the month of 
maybe like April, I think, or something like that. I can't remember what month okay. it was. And immediately like fell in love with it like driving on the strip getting the vibes and just like the energy that is vegas and so immediately fell in love with it and then since then you know especially because i moved from the east coast to the west coast i'm in la now you know i go to vegas all the time it's i mean i put in close in quotation marks it's only about a four and a half hour drive which isn't really too bad being honest and so especially for people who live in like southern california and the neighboring areas it's a place that a lot of people go all the time. That's your guys' destination, especially LA, right? Vegas, because it's so Yeah, close. oh yeah. Being that you go so often, do you consider yourself a strip person or a downtown person? Ooh, that's a good, that's a good like <laughs> starting off question. Um, I'd say equally both because I love downtown, like the Fremont Street experience is amazing. Yeah. I also love the strip as well. It, it's. I definitely see though, after going there for so long, why a lot of people who live there, who, who visit there a lot, usually are um, for the mindset of avoiding the strip as much as possible and understandably so. But even so, I feel like the strip just has so much on it. You know, um, there's so many different sections of it too. I feel like where, even though the strip itself is the strip, different parts of it, I feel like have just different vibes if that's the best word. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd say equally both, but yeah, I, I definitely get it. Cause in case you don't know, for people listening, the strip is the more touristy part that everyone visits. That's where all the nightclubs and day clubs for the most part are located at it's more flashy more lights everything downtown is more of the section where the locals usually go to usually not as well known as the strip but still is amazing right i agree with that and i i personally feel in my opinion that a lot of it has to do with demographics if you're a typical tourist you want to go where you've seen on the movies, mm -hmm. which is the strip. Yeah. Right. You want the 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 flashing lights glamour. and the glamour and, you know, everything that you've seen in the movies. If you're a tourist that you're coming in, mm -hmm. you know, from states away or countries away, yeah. you want everything you've envisioned and seen. Right. And that's the strip. And that's what's great. A hundred percent. That's what's great about Vegas. And we've talked about it so many times on the podcast about how it just, it's for every different person, whether you're there to party, whether you're there to go and drink, whether you're there to go gamble, whether you're there to go see your show. I mean, there's a little bit of everything there and it's different walks of life for everyone. Well, what I wanted to ask you is what is, would you say is the best day club or nightclub for a first time visiting and why? Ooh, okay. So <laughs> I guess, yeah. The, the, That's I, a so tough one, right? Because there's so much to choose Yeah. From. So, yeah. It's, okay. So I'll start with nightclubs because I feel like yeah. nightclubs are usually a bit more common for people okay. and then we can get into day clubs. I love it. Now, there are a lot of different nightclubs. Um, I'd say, so my initial go-to, and I'll explain why, I'd say is, if I had to pick one, is typically excess, literally spell the letters X and then S. S yeah. It is located at the Winnen Encore Complex. The reason why I pick excess for a lot of people going for the first time, one, it's one of the best clubs, in my opinion, on the strip. And I want to stress, I have no affiliation with them. You know, just right. saying, you know, I've You're been right. to every single nightclub and day club on the strip. The reason why I suggest that one is because it has something for everyone. The layout is very unique where it's, a dual setup where you have the nightclub, if you picture like a typical nightclub where you're enclosed, it's indoors, and the DJ can kind of go back and forth where sometimes they DJ into the nightclub, but then there's an outdoor section, which is a pool, you can walk around, you can get some drinks, and sometimes the DJ will even like turn around where the DJ, I'm trying to, trying to think of a way to word this, where the DJ can be facing inside the nightclub, but then their back is to the pool, and sometimes they will turn around and face different sections while 
DJing. Uh, so the good thing about that nightclub is if you want to be like, quote unquote, in it and be like raging, so to speak, yeah. you can have that experience and go inside and it's typical nightclub. If you're like, you know what, this is too much for me. It's too intense. I don't want to be shoulder to shoulder with people being bounced around in yeah. nightclub. <laughs> I can usually be outside. Yeah, I can be outside from a distance, watch from afar. You can do that too. So I think the good thing about excess is, you know, some nightclubs, I'll pick Omnia, which is one of my favorites at the Caesars. It's uh, it's the type of nightclub that once you're in it, you're like enclosed yeah. and you're in it. Now, I love Omnia. But I can easily see why some people would not like Omnia because it's very club intense, if that's the right phrase. Yeah. So I think excess is something for everybody. And and you hit it perfectly. You mentioned, you know, you're not affiliated with any of these places. And this is why I no. selected you perfectly because I was approached by so many different people in town. I know quite a bit of people, but a lot of them are club promoters, right? So I didn't really want right. club promoters just really promoting their stuff. I wanted somebody who really has done it all and seen at least, you know, a few different. And lo and behold, here you are. You visited every freaking place. And giving a, a <laughs> yeah. fresh, fre fresh and unbiased opinion. Yeah, right. Does it get any yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> what are some of the costs to get into these places and some of the ways people can save money? while visiting that you could recommend for folks interested? All right, so in terms of the costs, it can get very expensive. Um, I can also give a bunch of different budget-friendly techniques as well. Mm -hmm. But talking specifically about nightclubs, there's mainly three different ways you're gonna be able to get into the nightclub. One is you buy a ticket. So pretty standard, you go online, you buy a ticket, just like you're buying a ticket for a concert. I'd say you're looking, there's different prices for guys or girls, typically, starting minimum about maybe like 30 to 40 dollars minimum it can go upwards of about 150 depending on the night the dj the club so that's the first way the second way yeah just to get in it's very oh pricey uh yeah it's very expensive the second way is bottles excuse me uh bottle service that can be a whole uh, other subject but bottle service is if let's say one of your friends buys a table or you buy a table mm -hmm. typically that includes all the guest uh entries as well with your group so that's usually not an issue and then the uh, the third way, which to me is the best way, which is what I do, is using a club promoter, like you mentioned earlier. Okay. A club promoter, and this, again, there's a whole unique business to Vegas. With a club promoter, yeah. you can get in 100% for free. I use them all the time. I, I don't think I've ever spent money to get into a club, maybe ever, maybe once or twice, because there's a very unique situation going on. But I've gotten free, I think maybe like, at least 50 60 plus times uh going out and everything because you know that's the benefit of using a club promoter okay now does that free consist of because now what you did you just mm -hmm. answered like three of my future questions that i already have written <laughs> out you okay. kind of touched them but this is great because i knew this was gonna happen yeah. this is great but yeah <laughs> let's say you're using the club promoter i mean i'd imagine part of it includes a tip or maybe a minimum is a three drink minimum or how does that look is there any of that involved so what's interesting is i've gotten hit up a lot kind of similar to this question where people say mark it's got to be a scam it's got to be quote unquote <laughs> too good to be true well, and this is one of the few parts of life that it is <laughs> yeah yeah where a club promoter actually and i can talk about the business side of this too a club promoter makes money by bringing people in the club right so in a weird way it's a win-win where you are actually benefiting the club promoter's wallet so to speak right by mm -hmm. going to the club free yeah because you go under their name and you know you can get in for free that's 
kind of the win-win situation because and there's a bunch of different reasons why they do this one they kind of assume if you're going to the club for free you're probably going to buy drinks drinks right. are right. obnoxiously mm-hmm. overpriced mm-hmm. second thing is the overall view of the nightclub so right. as you can imagine if a dj's performing for a nightclub that only has half the capacity in it that's not as good as if, like say they're like look we want to bring everybody in have it be a packed house it's going to be wicked fun with lights lasers confetti yeah. everyone having a good time as you can imagine the more packed it is the better it looks especially on social media and everything yes. so club promoters make their money by bringing in as many people as possible right very interesting okay makes so sense. majority of these places have a dress code and what does that typically look like yeah so the dress code this is where it gets into a uh, very unique gray area okay and that is that the dress code is stricter for guys than for girls. As you can imagine when it comes to, yeah, as you can imagine when it comes to Vegas nightclubs. For women, less is more. Too. Less is more. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And especially for these venues, they want as many girls as possible. Yes. Right. Especially if you go through a club promoter. Right. It depends on the night and a lot of different factors. But a big thing you might hear is even ratio, meaning same mm-hmm. amount of guys or girls, or preferably more, more girls, girls than guys. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to dress code, I'm not going to lie, I know nothing about fashion, so I want to say that. Uh, but when it comes to the dress code, typically for girls, it's pretty, it's way more relaxed. You know, as if you could just come in, that's pretty much fine to them. They don't really care as much. Yeah, yeah. look nice. And then for guys, they're more strict. I've noticed that for a lot of guys, the biggest thing, uh, which is interesting, is shoes are a big one, having like nice shoes. So like dress shoes or whatever, nice pants, and then obviously like a nice button up if you want to just up in a suit you can do that if you just want to have a nice shirt you can do that too but i've noticed that for a lot of the bouncers the biggest thing is to look very presentable obviously being nice but in a weird in a weird way it is up to the bouncer's discretion so i've seen some people with the same outfit get in or not get in depending on situations so i always suggest dress up more than you think so for me personally if i yeah if i'm going to a nightclub i almost always do dress shoes dress pants or like a really nice pair of like dark jeans and usually a nice button up now granted i could probably get in with another outfit but i'm like eh, why not risk it i know with this outfit i'm pretty much 100 percent guaranteed to get in it works right okay yeah covering what you just touched Rumor has it it's generally cheaper for ladies to get into these places, especially in groups, true or false. Yes, it is. And especially to – this actually kind of touches upon bottle service in a very unique way. And this this is kind of the way the entire night – there's a few different ways the nightclub scene revolves around our industries. But the biggest way nightclubs make their money – like 90% of the time. And this is what everything kind of stems from in terms of promoters, girls getting in easier than guys, the dress code, and that is this. Guys who have money buying bottle service, typically not always, but typically to impress girls. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's kind of a weird way to word that, but that's the way like a lot of the industry kind of stems around. And you you nailed it because I just... I just talked to my daughter this morning yeah. who went out in Georgia on one of her last nights in town and she went out to the bar mm-hmm. with her friends and she's like, I didn't pay for a drink all night, mom. Oh, you didn't? She's yeah. like, no, they, yeah. were, they were like, hell, I'll buy you one here. Put this on my tab. And they're very expensive. I'm talking minimum, like I'm talking minimum, minimum, like three or 4,000 just for a night. And that's the bare minimum. You know, they can be very expensive. And so a lot of these guys do it, you know, sometimes they want to be with their friends or whatever, but a lot of times it's, you know, they want to impress girls or something like that and that is why you know kind of bringing everything full circle which is why a lot of times girls get in for free easier girls get in 
if like say they do want to pay, which I suggest to any girl listening, if you can never pay for anything, um, cause Vegas is a great place, you know, especially to go everywhere for free, you know, that's why the ticket costs usually cheaper. That's why girls sometimes even with free entry, get two free drink tickets or something like that. The idea is the more girls in the club, the more the club looks, you know, more popping, more raging. And especially to guys buying bottle service, they're like, Oh, I spent 10 grand tonight on bottle service, but there's, you know, a bunch of girls everywhere and everything now can try to meet people, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The guys just want to get, you know, in good with these girls and that's how it works. Yeah. So, I mean, I can totally see that happening in that, in that manner. And that's just the way the world works. So, I mean, we're good with that as a lady. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the table service. Let's talk a little more about bottle service. What does that look like for people interested? So what bottle service is, and one thing I do want to say when it comes to bottle service specifically, there's there are pros and cons to it. So right. I, I do want to say that, you know, I'm not trying to bash or praise bottle service. I'm just going to give you like the rundown. So if you picture like any nightclub, what bottle service is, is you get a table to yourself. So you get almost like a thing, like a sectioned off area. The table itself, it depends on the size of it, can fit, I'd say around 10-ish people a little bit more, a little bit less, depending on the situation. And the idea of it is that you have this own private section of the club. If you like say you don't want to be bumped into the whole time, but you want to have the club experience, you can do that. If you want to have like a fun thing with your friends in a very tight knit spot, you can do that. So there are a lot of advantages to having bottle service. Really the only con being honest, the only big con is the price, which is a pretty big one. Obviously if you have a lot of money, that's not really obviously an issue. But I mean, if you look at it, as we all know, drinks are overpriced in any club and any bar, you know, pretty much anywhere when it comes to an establishment. And you're looking at spending, like say a bottle of Grey Goose, for example, 600 bucks for a bottle of Grey Goose. You're looking at spending hundreds of dollars for a bottle that at the store might be 30 bucks. It's right. obnoxiously overpriced, but what comes with the territory is, especially in Vegas, you have someone pouring the drinks for you. You know, especially like say if you're going to spend six grand in a night, you split it between ten people. That's six hundred dollars a person. You know, it's it's a good amount of money, but some people don't mind doing that to have the experience of being together, having your own spot. You kind of feel like a a quote unquote baller because if you have a table, you're that kind of group at the club that you're like, oh wow, they have a table, they have drinks and everything. So girls are constantly approaching you trying to get free alcohol, yeah. you know? So like, so I, I think it's that kind of like status thing too that a lot of people like. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I see that. And especially when it comes to drinks, what do drinks look like price-wise that people should? Very, very pricey. So I'll give you a couple uh, pro tips for people uh, when it comes to alcohol in Vegas. So, and I'll kind of lead up to that. So first off, if you go on the Strip, in case you didn't know, the Strip is one of the few places, I believe it's only two in the United States, you can legally drink in public, no issue. And you can have, and I'm talking like, it's not like, oh, a, a beer in a, in a cup or whatever. If you have a bottle of vodka in your hand, walk around the Strip, you can easily do that. I believe the two places are that and then Bourbon Street in New Orleans, which is awesome. Okay. So that's the first thing. You can also, quote unquote, pregame, as most people call it, or pre-drink, depending if you're mm -hmm. from America or not. You can pregame in line right up until you get into the nightclub. So that's a big pro tip I give to a lot of people is if let's say you're like, oh, I want to have some drinks and I don't want to have to, you know, 
worry about getting a bunch of drinks at the club. Right. I'm not exaggerating. Have a bunch of drinks with you pregame in the line. There's usually a like a trash right there before you enter. You throw out the drink right before you approach the bouncer. Obviously, be safe because if you're too drunk, they won't let you in. And then at that, yeah. So I have, I do have to say that you know be careful. But then at that point, once you enter into the club, you know hopefully you've had enough or whatever your case is where you're like, all right, I don't have to spend too much money, right? Because the price of the drinks minimum i'm talking minimum minimum uh like twelve dollars for a bud light so a very low-end beer yeah. mixed drinks are going to be probably around 15 or 16 dollars minimum i'll give you a couple pro tips though when it comes to alcohol in clubs as well is one check when it comes to the pricing of the beers for example there's a beer called space dust um that's one of the space dusts is equal to almost about one and a half or maybe even closer to Bud Lights. However, at some nightclubs, you're the same exact cost. So if you're going to spend $12 for a Bud Light and you want to get your drink on, you want to have fun, you're probably better You're better off getting a Space Dust, which is the same price, but because of the alcohol content, is twice as strong. So that's mm-hmm. a big thing to check. Sometimes they're pricier than not. Another thing which is very interesting is once you enter into the nightclub or the venue itself, there are different sections where you can buy alcohol. Although it may be counterintuitive, some of these are priced differently. So what I've noticed, and this is not always true, but it's sometimes true where the cost of, like, say, a Bud Light that's at a bar or or a section to buy alcohol that's closer to the DJ, that drink can be more expensive than a bar inside of the nightclub or a section where you buy alcohol that's further away. So even in the same establishment, sometimes, not always, but sometimes – different areas can have different drink prices which is really interesting that is super interesting yeah yeah now back to your space dust versus bud light have you tried space dust before oh yeah i love it okay i was just curious is there is there a taste differential because i know like i'm not a beer drinker but some people are like oh coors light sucks only bit bud light tastes good or you know vice versa or only Modelo or corona or whatever yeah. um yeah what is space dust taste like because i've never even heard of it so space dust is an ipa and typically when it comes to now i'm not gonna lie i'm not a beer drinker as much either i prefer liquor over beer any day uh-huh. however in vegas nightclubs and this is kind of doing that alcohol math again if you're going to vegas and trying to be on a budget yeah. beer is going to be significantly cheaper than any mixed drink any shot anything okay and especially if you do the math out for let's say one cocktail it could cost you 16 dollars for one drink which means you're getting one drink for 16 bucks for space dust i believe it's like 8.6 percent Bud Light, I used to be a bartender too, which is why I know a lot about this. Uh, <laughs> Bud Light is about 4.2%. So two Bud Lights almost equal one right. Space Dust when it comes to the alcohol content. And so um, Space Dust, like I said, it's an IPA. So IPAs are typically stronger. And so that is kind of the thing you have to weigh out too. Where when, it, when it comes to taste too, I'd say IPAs are a hit or a miss when it comes to some people. I do like the taste of them. Some of them I don't, some of them I do. But when it comes to, ironically, Vegas venues, I'm like, okay, if all of them are the same price, whichever one is the highest alcohol content, usually the best paying for your buck. Right. Just because drinks are so obnoxious. Yeah. Well, listen, Mark, if I end up going to a place (laughs) and I say, hey, do you guys have space dust and security kicks me out, (laughs) we're going to have some problems, man, because they know I'm going to probably be talking about something else. But it it could be any other beer, too. I mean, space dust is a very common IPA, especially on the West Coast. Uh, 
like it's a very well-known IPA. But I mean, there's a there's a lot of them that are exactly like that. So what you'll see is when you look, I mean, it, it depends. Sometimes too, it's funny, you know, you could even take out your phone and look it up because on the list of the drink menu, sometimes they also have the drinks at the bar out in the open. Just see typically whichever one is like an IPA or a stronger beer, or if you see a percentage that's higher, and go with that one nine times out of 10, even if it's like say a few bucks more than a Bud Light, for example, based off the math, if you're trying to do Vegas on a budget, you can get your drink on way more optimally with that than compared to like a lighter beer. Or if your girls just find a guy to buy you a drink. Oh yeah, like, like I said, for, <laughs> for girls, just okay. don't try to spend as least money as you can. Right, also see? another pro tip for girls <laughs> is if you're in a group, and this can get into a very touchy subject, but if you're in a group, there is a possibility, and I stress the word possibility, where you could potentially get an entire table for free and get free drinks, free bottle service. It is very, very night by night dependent. There's a lot of factors that kind of come to play with that. And so there is like a lot to it, but that is also a possibility. I mean, you know, like I said, for any girl going to Vegas, besides hotel, maybe the flight, try to spend as least amount of money you can. Even for me as a guy, I rarely spend a lot of money when I go to Vegas. It's probably the cheapest place I go to every single time I go. And I'm guessing for the for the girl group table thing, I'm guessing some kind of demographics go into that. You know, they yeah. want a younger, more attractive group because that's going to obviously bring more guys into your facility. Um, right. You know, something like that. Yeah. And that's and again, it's one of those things, like I said, that's a touchy subject because, you know, it, it sucks to say there's no other phrase to say than it sucks to say that a good amount of Vegas when it comes to the benefits, if that's the right word. All looks go a long way. I mean, yes. I know, oh, um, yes. yeah, especially bottle service girls. It's pretty, I mean, bottle service girls, in case you don't know, when it comes to bottle service, you typically have someone with you who, who pours the drinks. Depending on the state, some states it's legal for you to pour your own drinks. Other states it's illegal. I believe in Vegas, you're not even allowed to touch the alcohol in the bottle service area that you're in. So even though you bought it, you can't legally touch it. You have to have a bottle service girl and it's always girls touching it. But when it comes to the bottle service girls, you know, I mean, there's a lot of rules like weight is an issue. I mean, yes. it's, it's messed up. Uh, weight, your looks, you know, all this kind of stuff. And you make a ton of money. I mean, I've right. heard of a friend of a friend got like, I think it was like a $33,000 tip one night yeah. from yeah. some guy who was from, I think it was from Dubai, who had a ton of money and he just tipped her 33 grand yeah. in one night. So you can make a lot of money, but you know, the definition of, you know, parents being everything, it, it sucks, but that's. It's true. In Vegas. Yeah. 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 And it, what I, it really sucks. And I think from what we understand from interviewing some people is that the way these businesses get around it is they hire them as independent contractors. So it's not that they're, right. they're part of the company where, you know, obviously that would be discrimination, but they hire them under these different rules that they can do that and they can fire them at any time for whatever reason they want. Right. And yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. It's really crazy because we've had a friend on of another podcast, the guest list, Jake Gallen, and he's mentioned that he's worked in the industry for a long time at he Omnia, was, right? Yeah, and he was he was there okay. for a while, and he was talking about you know employees there can make over six figures easily, and oh, so yeah. the hiring process is very very discreet. It's you know down to you know your underwear, and they like to see if you can dance and perform and. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. So we've always found this very interesting because mm -hmm. it's a different dynamic. Oh, it yeah. really is. Yeah, and I think that's why it's it's tough that 
you know, that's the way the industry is. But like I said earlier, when it comes to the way, you know, the biggest thing they look at when it comes to the way they make their money or 90% of it is bottle service. I mean, that's why looks go a long way and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, because if you're a guy and you're going to spend 10 grand, like say on a table, when it comes to drinks and everything included, I mean, I hate to say it for a lot of guys like, oh, if I'm spending this amount of money, this is what I want to see. This is the environment I want to be in. And so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's unfortunate about Vegas, but in a good way. And I will say this, talking about the pros and the cons, you know, if I look at the Los Angeles nightclub scene or even the New York one too, it is yeah. way more aggressive than Vegas. It doesn't even come close. So Vegas is a lot more really? saying, yeah. So it, it, it depends on the nightclub in some situations. So say this when it comes to Vegas, Vegas is more, when it comes to getting in for free, I'll talk about that when it comes to entry. Yeah. If you're a girl, that's it. You can get in for free, no issue. It, it doesn't matter attractiveness level, nothing. Okay. Now, of course, if you want to get bottle service and get a table for you and your girlfriends, that is a bit of a whole other arena. Mm. But if it's getting in for free, way more easy in Vegas because Vegas wants more people. Right. LA and places like New York, it's actually more cutthroat. And I've heard of, I mean, aggressive stories that I won't even get into in terms of like how messed up it can actually be, honestly. Uh, so yeah, so I will say that. And when it comes to Vegas too, and this is a little fun fact, different nightclubs also operate on different policies. So clubs like Hakkasan, MGM, Omnia, which we mentioned at Caesars, uh, Jewel, which I believe is at Aria. These clubs care more about quantity than quality. So on a lot of nights, they'll say, hey, we want as many people as we want. We, we want a packed house as much as possible. Guys get in for free, no issue. Girls get in for free, no issue. Doesn't matter the ratio. Other nightclubs on the strip, Excess being one of them, like I mentioned earlier, yeah. and a couple other ones care more about the ratio, saying, look, you have to have at least even guys, even girls, if you want to get in for free, or more girls than guys. So even depending on the area of the strip can make it easier or harder. And that's why I suggest, like say it's a group of five dudes, you're having like a guy's strip in Vegas, places like Amia, Excess, Jewel, um, Wet Republic, these venues are typically, not always, but typically easier to get into because they care more about the amount of people than the actual ratio. That's interesting. Yeah, very that's interesting. That's very interesting. And I can see that because nobody wants to have a empty business, yeah. right? And but that's part of the it, vibe, yeah. It's interesting to know that not all of the nightclubs have the same dynamic. Yes. You know, yeah. they, they, everybody wants something different, what's most important to them, which totally makes sense because that's why each one has their pros and cons mm -hmm. as well. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the good thing, you know, I will say this, because like, I know we've gone back and forth about the positives and the negatives yeah, yeah. of like the Vegas nightclubs is, I will say this, especially compared to a lot of other places I've gone to and traveling, I think Vegas nightclubs are the most relaxed if you look at like the nightclub rules and comparative nightclubs in different areas, usually the most relaxed and typically the easiest to get into. I think when people think of Vegas nightclubs, they think of, oh my God, these are super hard to get into. You have to know somebody, you know, the dress code, you know, the ratio, do I have to be attractive enough? Vegas nightclubs, I think are by far the easiest, probably out of any nightclub I've ever been to in the entire world. Wow. Because for them, they're like, we have a bunch of people coming in. It's all about the quantity. You know, we know people are there have a good time. And so I, I do want to say that in a good way that like, say if you are going to Vegas, for the first time, or like say if you're going to go to a Vegas nightclub or day club yeah. for the first time, I think they're the least intense and aggressive, uh, aggressive especially uh, compared to other areas, which is a good thing. So Mark, my question is that our oldest is 21 and she's, she'll be home um, from Georgia on Saturday and mm -hmm. she's going to head out and actually work with us uh, in Vegas this summer. Oh wow, okay. I want her to experience a nightclub 
not necessarily with me, but as a first time mm-hmm. Vegas goer for her that is of age, mm-hmm. what gotcha. would be her best nightclub experience and day club experience in your opinion? Ooh, okay. I I mean, is she going to be there for a, a long period of time? For, yeah, probably a month or so. I mean, I'd actually suggest, so the, my first initial answer, and then I'll get more specific, mm-hmm. is I'd say almost any of them. I mean that in a good way that... You know, I'll, I'll touch upon this note too. Vegas nightclubs are typically very, very safe. You know, obviously yeah. you want to be safe and you want to be aware of your surroundings, and that's true anywhere. But I'd say that remember that for a lot of these venues, because 99% of people in that club are tourists, they want to make sure that everything is as, you know, easy going as possible throughout right. the entire night. Because yeah. nobody so wants safe. bad press, right. you know? Exactly. <laughs> nobody wants to come so, out, this person went missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I'd say any of the venues would be great. You know, um, I'd say when people ask me, like, the best venues to go to, like I said earlier, uh, Excess mm-hmm. is a great one to start off with. I think if you want to go, let's say, as a group or as a family, I think that's probably actually one of the most family-friendly venues when it comes to nightclubs specifically. Another great one is Zook, which actually just opened up right now, I believe. It's the newest nightclub at Resorts World. Uh, Omnia is a great one. Like I said, Omnia is one of my favorite clubs. It's a bit more intense. Mm-hmm. So obviously it depends on what she wants, if she wants a more relaxed environment, a more quote-unquote raging or intense environment. Right. Another great one is, um, is Chateau at the Paris Hotel. It's in the middle of their makeshift Eiffel Tower. So that's oh. a really cool one too. That's a bit more open. It's not as like congested compared to other nightclubs, but it has a really cool view of the strip. And then lastly, a great one is called Dre's. And Dre's is both a day club and also a nightclub. So talking now about day clubs, I think some of the best ones, Dre's is up there for one of the best ones. Marquee Day Club is another great one. Wet Republic and Encore Beach Club are some of the best day clubs uh, to go to. Now, where is the uh, Dre's is on top of what casino? Uh, Cromwell. Cromwell. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cromwell. Right. That one. So Dre's is kind of a, a unique nightclub compared to other ones because other nightclubs have promoters. You know, it's the typical system. Like I said, of logistics. You get a promoter. You get them for free, et cetera, et cetera. And Dre's is in its own category, where for the most part, guys and girls you pretty much have to buy a ticket. They kind of separated themselves away from the whole promoter scene. Mm-hmm. Now this may change in the future. In addition, Dre's used to do a blend of like hip hop or EDM or whatever. Now they primarily focus on EDM. Obviously uh, primarily focus on hip hop. So the two main clubs, uh, actually there's a couple that focus on hip hop are Dre's, both the day club and nightclub, and then Light at Mandalay Bay. I think Light may still be closed, I'm not sure. And then the other nightclubs on the strip, almost every one of them primarily EDM focused, unless there's a hip hop artist performing that night. And that's one thing I've noticed interesting about Dre's is whenever I'm driving by and you can see on top of the billboard or their advertising across the building that there's like certain rappers and performers that are performing Mm -hmm. that night and and just big names you don't ever expect to be in town. And you're like, holy crap, you know? And so, I was like, that place always looks interesting, but we just never happen to be at Cromwell. It's, right. Yeah, we're never at yeah. Cromwell. Yeah, but yeah, that's interesting you note Cromwell of all places. Now, is there places that you would consider cater to certain age groups or even cultures for that matter? Like, for instance, I know the Latin club at the Santa Fe station one, when I went by there, was just 
popping look super fun and that was one of the first places that i was like this is more of like a latin <laughs> theme i don't know maybe that's just a one night a week thing there but i noticed it was really cool so i don't know if that's more of a thing that you've noticed yes yeah, so i find it's uh most of the clubs day clubs and nightclubs are geared towards the quote-unquote mainstream so yeah. for me being a dj electronic musician too you know for anyone listening who's big into edm they kind of know that the mainstream genres of edm right now at least is house music and so or big room house music too so a lot of the the clubs on the strip focus on mainstream mainstream djs mainstream electronic music even if let's say it's a massive artist performing that's known for a different style of electronic they typically have to do more of what's considered mainstream because if you think about it most people going are not huge into edm they might like it but they want to hear top 40 that kind of stuff right when it comes to like smaller venues yeah you're right like there's different ones that have a very more like underground feel so one of them which i'm actually really glad they did this i hope they keep this club up in marquee day club slash nightclub there's a unique section they just kind of made this fairly recent called the library anyone listening who's big into edm this is kind of similar to a boiler room setup and what that is it's a very like underground old school warehouse style feel very very small room and the electronic music world this is typically where you hear a lot of like techno you know deep house tech house these kind of genres that are considered not as mainstream so the library is a great spot for anyone especially really big into electronic music another one is terrace terrace happens i think every saturday uh, night slash morning into sunday morning uh i think they've kind of expanded a little bit terrace is by far the best after hours club in my opinion it starts at 2 a.m goes to 7 a.m and as it sounds you're on this rooftop and you can watch the sunrise and see the entire strip as you're partying and that venue also kind of focuses more on an underground feel almost like a mini 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 music festival style feel it's an incredible venue that's crazy i've that never even heard of that yeah that's cool and that, and that's uh, one of the questions I had for you. How late do some of these places stay open <laughs> till in the morning times? Because I know a lot of them open pretty late, right? Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, the, the the two biggest after-hours clubs are Dre's After Hours and Terrace After Hours. Those are the two biggest. But also, it's very random. I mean, I've been at some places on the Strip. Remember, casinos are 24-7, so I'll say that too. Right. But, you know, there, there's some places on the Strip that I've been to that just took like a random bar, you know, that's just located in some random spot that just happened to be open and it's like raging at like five in the morning for no reason, you know? So it is kind of funny how Vegas can be like that, how, yeah, it, it is super random. I mean, the two biggest guarantees, like I said, are Dre's and Terrace for like true after hour spots. But I mean, even just walking along the strip and just feeling it out and seeing what kind of approaches your way when uh, exploring around, there's stuff going on, you know, the entire time. Now, if you're staying at a hotel that has a day club or nightclub, do you get a discount like going in or is it free or do you are you just like any normal guest? Ooh, okay, so this actually brings up a unique point too. So starting off with this, honestly, I don't know. It depends situation to situation. There are some times where you do this, sometimes where you don't. Okay. It depends on the association. So for example, Wet Republic is kind of connected, which is a pool party, kind of connected with MGM. But I know people have stayed at MGM that had to pay full price to get to Wet Republic. So it depends on the association. It also depends on the weekend. There are, in general, I'd say a lot of factors on if you do have to pay 
And if so, how much? So I will say that my biggest suggestion, and this is you not just for Vegas, but anywhere, talk to the uh, concierge desk because mm-hmm. they can give you a really, really good insight of what to do. Okay. Going along with this, um, the biggest thing I suggest really, and I say this every time, is try to talk to club promoters. Now, finding one can is a lot easier than you think. There's a couple different ways. One is to literally just Google club promoter. There's a bunch of sites yeah. that are like, maybe you can text them. And I do suggest texting club promoters. I know it sounds invasive, but club promoters work 100% through their phone, 100% of the time for the most part. So make sure you text them. You could find some on the strip. You can even, you know, Google or go on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and literally search hashtags for club promoter, Vegas club promoter. Their numbers will be right on their social media. Social media is huge for a lot of Vegas club promoters. That's good to and know. Be- yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, and that's funny. And I don't. We don't mean to cut you off, but this is awesome. No, go for it. You mentioned this a couple of times, and I have it noted here in my notes. I'm like, hey, do you recommend working with club promoters? So you obviously yes. yes that's a yes, but. I've even seen them downtown, Mark, now that you're mentioning it. They're out there just like the strip club people, which I've never noticed up until my last recent trip, that they're out there working everywhere else. So is this one of those things where it's financially beneficial just to take advantage of those club promoters? Or is that something that ends up being the same, like I asked earlier, you know, when you end up tipping and stuff like that? Or is it it, can it be beneficial? Because I've known quite a bit of people who do this. So I say 100% of the time, I can't, I mean, I'd have to sit down and think about this. I can't think of any downside to using a club promoter. And I'll tell you why, because one, the club promoter gets paid by getting you in the door. So I know it seems a bit almost quote unquote scammy at first, but remember they get like, I can't remember how much they get paid, but they get paid a certain amount. Obviously it's different if it's a guy or a girl. So they get paid per head. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so that's a big thing when it comes to using club promoters, they want you to get in there. Like they are incentivized to get you in as easy as possible. And the best suggestion I have, like I said, using social media, using Google, uh, you know, and when it comes to social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, yeah. however you can find a Vegas club promoter, even just search Vegas promoters because they use those hashtags or finding some in person. Once you get uh, a promoter's number, the first thing you do is text them right away and be as quick as possible. They get bombarded by texts so if you say right. something like you know and you want to say your ratio too so hey what's up this is joe schmo i'm in vegas from thursday to sunday i have a group of three guys and two girls what does the guestless opportunities look like for this weekend boom that's like the perfect text to send they will send you back a bunch of information about the different nightclubs what's going on if you do have to pay typically they can sometimes even get you a discounted fee yeah so like say the guys each have to pay $80 online to get a ticket, the promoter might be able to give you a discount where it's only 60 per person or 40 or whatever the case is. So going through a promoter can really help you in a unique way, almost give you like a mini, mini, mini nightclub tour guide. Yeah. They can say, hey, you know what? If you have three guys, two girls, that's not an even ratio. So excess might be off the table unless you want to pay. But you can go to Omnia for tonight from 10 p.m. to midnight. It's free for the entire group. Just make sure, and this is a big one, huge pro tip to anyone listening, get there early. Because if you can get in for free, especially the guys, so can everybody else. Yeah. And I've seen the line at Amia go down the, uh, you know, excuse me, out the doors, around the block and everything. Because I guess this line is always typically going to be longer than the general admission line. Because if everyone gets in for free and everyone's trying to get in for free, once that midnight cutoff happens, you're going to have to pay to get in. So that is one I'd say downside if I had to think of one of using a club promoter is you typically have to get there earlier than normal Yeah. just because, you know, you, you know, you might not get in you get or stuck waiting in line. you might, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So Mark, I'm, I was curious, like what is maybe your top two clubs that you have visited while in Vegas? Hmm. Top, I'd say, ooh, let me think top two. I'll, I'll split right. up between yeah. nightclubs and, uh, and, uh, day clubs. I'd say if I had to pick two that I'm like, all right, if I, there's an event going on, I'm going to go to, I'd say excess really jumps out at me right away. I'd also say probably Omni if I had to pick two that I'm really big on. Um, I'd also throw uh, more of an after hours club. I'd also throw in Terrace as a side one too. Terrace is probably my favorite thing or what's the word like nightlife e thing or venue to go to in all of vegas just because i love the energy i love the vibes yeah it's an after hours place plus being able to see the sunrise while having a drink listening to good music i love terrace i'd say excess in omni would be my favorite nightclubs mm-hmm. in terms of day clubs one really new one is and again it depends on my mood too ironically but au just opened up at resorts world that is a phenomenal one i also like marquee day club uh and also Ilya, which is also another new one that is at the virgin hotel Okay. And I, just a side note, I know you've talked about all these nightclubs that they do in EDM or Top 40 or hip hop. Are there any clubs in Vegas that are country nightclubs? Nice. As far as I know of, being honest, no. Um, I think because, yeah, a lot of the nightclubs do want to pander to as mainstream right. as possible, even though it's kind of annoying. I'd say if you want a more country experience or like say looking for country music mm-hmm. i'd actually check out some of the bars in the area being honest off the top of my head i don't know of any country focused bars i definitely know there are some though uh, i'd say the best suggestion for that i'd say to check out downtown vegas in that area right where it's not as strip focused mainstream you know blah 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 and i'd say downtown probably around like the fremont street experience which by the way is a side note if you're going to vegas everyone thinks of the strip make sure you check out the Fremont Street experience. You might have even a more fun time yeah. on the Fremont Street experience than the Vegas Strip. This yeah. is this is working so perfectly, man. You're touching on every uh-huh. next subject that and I have you, Yeah, But here. you know what's interesting? <laughs> that what yeah. prompted me for the country question was, now that NFR is in Vegas every year and they are doing their 10-day or two-week span, it brings so many country-based people. And that's one of the huge events. But there's other arena events that they're bringing people in for that those people are... And when they're country, they're not like, oh, I'll go do hip hop tonight. They're country. Yeah, well, and, and they want yeah, country. Yeah, they're all in. <laughs> and there's a couple places I'll mention. Like, there's, I mean, like you mentioned, Mark, there's Fremont Street. They have a couple bands, you know, like the Tony Marquez right. band. They do their music. But there's a couple places like the PBR Rock Bar on the Strip. That one's a pretty predominantly country place. It? It's got the uh, bull riding place inside. And then you have Gillies over at, I think it's Mirage or Treasure Island, one of those. And then... Uh, what is the other one? They have a Stony Brooks country place. It's basically in Town Square, and it's like a country theme place. And you go in there and just have a good old time, big right. old dance floor, and people line dance. So and at all least there is a couple. Yeah, country th- there's ball, a scene. Or, yeah. it, there's plenty of a scene in and town. I understand it's, it's just pr- not big. It's way smaller clubs. because yeah. because the population of country strong is smaller in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's some fun yeah. country spots. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? I mean, you never know because it could be that, like, say, if it gets a lot more popular. I mean, it's very, very possible that they could do a country night at one of the nightclubs, and I wouldn't be surprised, especially if you look at an artist like Diplo, who is involved in a lot of different musical genres, not just electronic. Yeah. I mean, he performs at like Stagecoach, which is mainly uh, country uh, country music festival. Mm-hmm. So. 
you know, he could very well, like say one night at Excess, which is a venue he plays at a lot, they could very well say, hey, you know what? Because we have this week a lot of stuff going on regarding country music, we're gonna do a country only night at Excess, even if that's Diplo spinning country records, that could still work, you know? Yeah. Like it's good, it could still yeah. work. Yeah, well, and it's funny because you're mentioning, you know, different artists who do it, but now the different artists are now adding their own places in Vegas. So now they have their own restaurants that they're planning to come out with. So, you know, the actual venues are going to hold places for music and stages and stuff like that. So I'm sure that stuff's going to be more of a bigger scene, just not in the big nightclub places. Like, because people, I mean, just as we're talking about it, you can tell these places make money hand over fist over alcohol bookings table reservations and just oh yeah i mean it's just over the top the millions mm-hmm. of dollars these play these places make so they know what they have and what works yeah. for and them. when it comes down to it if they know that country can make them a dollar it's all about the dollar anyway, yeah, well, hell so, yeah. I mean. <laughs> and honestly i i think for any nightclub that that actually would i think make a lot of money especially like you said during a week that there's a lot of people coming there. Mm-hmm. There's an influx of demographic that, that, yeah, that fit it, you know. Yeah. So this is perfect because we just finished talking about how you mentioned downtown. Now, are there some spots worth mentioning downtown to check out? As the club scene can be a little bit different as far as, you know, not being located in the hotels and stuff. As there's places alongside East Fremont and stuff that... Honestly, I'd say, and this way I suggest to a, a lot of people, is when you go to Vegas, my best suggestion is explore around. So when people come, let's say for the first time, I think a lot of people think, you know, besides things like gambling and nightclubs and drinking and whatnot, they usually say, oh, like one night I'm gonna do this, one night I'm gonna do that. I always suggest take one night in, maybe even put it into like one full night and walk around the strip and explore different hotels. Every hotel has unique architecture, there's unique things. Just walk around the strip can be just as fun, sometimes even more fun with friends than like a nightclub Likewise, with downtown and free market experience, mm-hmm. pop in there, you know, Uber or Lyft there, and then walk around there and then just explore just everything around there. I mean, there's so many great hotels there that all have like, you know, different bars and everything. There's food there, you know, Nacho Daddy is one of my favorite food spots right next to Fremont Street Experience. There's just a, a lot of stuff to do in that area, both the Strip and Fremont Street Experience. Those are kind of the big two. And I think just walking around and taking everything in, so to speak, is the best way to experience it. Right about that. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So along the lines of, I'm sure it's going to be on the strip. What is the mm-hmm. best place to get a DJ experience and who is the best DJ that you've seen? Ooh, okay. So this, this is an interesting one to answer and I'll tell you why. And I'm especially, again, like I said, anyone who's really, really big into electronic music and DJs knows that when it comes to Vegas, because it's mainstream, obviously they're performing as themselves an artist, but they're also kind of having to pander to the mainstream and the mainstream crowd where, you know, and I don't know if it's in, in their contract, but I believe it is, where they really have to kind of not just play you know stuff that's not going to appeal to the mainstream so that's the first thing i'll say that when you see an artist in vegas like let's say you're a big fan of like kaigo for example i saw kaigo and his set did not sound anything like kaigo as if i saw him at an electronic music festival so they are kind of playing in a unique or performing in a different way because you know at that point again like i said they're pandering to the mainstream i'd say if you want to see a good quote-unquote dj performance like say you're listening to this and you're like look i I'm really into the craft of, of DJing, the craft of electronic music and everything. I'd say the two best venues, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the library at the night, at uh, Marquee Nightclub, which is typically on Wednesday nights. 
and then Terrace After Hours, which is usually Saturday nights into Sunday mornings. Sometimes they have other uh, times as well. I think that's where you're going to see like a a true like music performance when it comes to DJing electronic music. For example, last time I was at Terrace, they had someone drumming, but the other person was DJing and playing on a MIDI controller, and everything was live, blended with electronic music and tribal music. It was a, it was a phenomenal performance. <laughs> so you see all these different types. Yeah, it was insane. So, you know, I think those are the two venues in terms of the best quote unquote musical performances if you are going to see something that's more music focused rather than mainstream music. The best performance, I'd say, it'd be tough because I've seen some DJs absolutely crush it even though they're doing like a mainstream style performance. Like Zed, for example, I saw Omnia, it was unbelievable. Afrojack, I saw Omnia, it was unbelievable. I saw Avicii perform, rest in peace at Excess. David Guetta at Excess was amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I'd say probably my favorite performance when it comes to like, say a mainstream nightclub that I've seen is Skrillex actually at Excess. It's probably my nice. favorite. And I think the reason why is for someone like him, he's one of the few artists, probably period in the electronic music world, I have to think about this, but one of the few artists that can play what would be considered non-mainstream electronic music. So like dubstep, heavy bass music, but can still get away with it because he's that's Skrillex and that's what he's known for. <laughs> so he was playing, I'm talking heavy dubstep bangers, the complete opposite of mainstream and it still worked out at excess, even though, again, a very mainstream club, one was popular on the strip, mainstream kind of feel because it's Vegas, but he still was like, you know what, I'm just going to go aggressively all in with these raging dubstep bass bangers. And it worked for him because that's Skrillex. So I feel like that's the only one that I'd say that I think can really get away with doing a non-mainstream performance. So that's probably my favorite just because with the other DJs, I think they still have to pander a little bit to the mainstream crowd. Yeah. It's expected. He went against the grain and did something different. It makes sense. Right. Yeah. Okay. So after hitting these clubs all night, what are some of your favorite late night food spots you check out that you recommend for folks listening? So I'll have a, I'll give a, a cool pro tip, you know, um, and then jump into this question, which they're kind of segued is a lot of people ask about doing Vegas on a budget. And I do want to say as a mm -hmm. side note, if you do it right, Vegas, is one of the cheapest places to visit. Ever. I'm not even exaggerating. We could talk about like budget-friendly tips, but yeah. one that I will bring up going along with this is for most, I'd say 90% of chain restaurants, the prices are usually the same. And I know you're not going to Vegas to have Chipotle or to have In-N-Out, well, unless you should, unless you've not had it yet and you're not from the West Coast, but you're not going to Vegas to have Panda Express or Chipotle or Denny's, but these places usually are actually the same exact price as anywhere else so if you are going on a budget that's a really cool pro tip so after you get like say out of a nightclub i'd say my favorite spots in terms of like late night food one of them actually is in and out so the in and out by the links is two in and outs in vegas one is a bit off the strip it's kind of right next to it but the other one which is recently built in the past few years is right on the strip near the links it is the only in and out i believe in the world that you can legally drink at so if you want to have a double double animal style which is the best way to go with a beer or drink, <laughs> you, you, you could go for it. Oh yeah, it's great. So that's that's one great spot. The second is Denny's. Denny's, especially if you're on a budget, cool like Denny's hack. And they have something called the 2468 menu. Each item on that menu, as it sounds, is $2, $4, $6, or $8. So for four bucks, you can get unlimited all-you-can-eat pancakes for $4 at any Denny's in uh, Vegas. And a couple of these Denny's also have drinks 
And in addition to that, which is kind of ridiculous, usually have drink deals. So I remember one night I went to a Denny's, it's 3 a.m. I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna get some late night food. I walked in, they said, hey, we have a deal, buy one drink, get one for free, which is unheard of when it comes to any alcohol purchases, so to speak. So I got like a random drink and I got two for free for like six bucks, you know, you know, to be uh, buy one, get one free. It was like $6 for both basically. And I was able to have some Denny's food. And obviously Denny's, as we all know, is 24 seven. So I feel like Denny's is usually a really good go-to spot. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. I and mean, it's not, and it's always open. Yeah, you can't yeah. go wrong. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And those pancakes will be absorb that alcohol for you, yeah, right? Yeah, real away. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. it, it, it's perfect. So, what are some of the craziest things you've seen take place at some of these events? Whether it's the theming for Halloween or maybe events that take place that people may not know happen. Oh, the um. So I'll talk about like themed events and then in terms of crazy things in Vegas, obviously there's a lot, but yeah, for yeah. themed events, yeah, yeah, there's a lot always going on. Oh. Um, one that jumps out at me that I, I don't think this club exists anymore. It was a club called Hyde. Uh, I'm trying to remember where it was located actually. Um, I can't remember what, what the the nightclub was, uh, the, the hotel was. And in case you're curious, by the way, as a side note, every uh, day club and nightclub is always associated with a hotel. So that's why you may be hearing us a lot say like, oh, Omnia at Caesars or Hakkasan at MGM. Yeah. Typically, every hotel has their own day club and nightclub, or sometimes just one or the other. Uh, so, yeah, so I went to Hyde. I can't remember where it was, but Hyde this one night, which again, it got shut down, unfortunately, because I think it's because of the pandemic. Um, Hyde had a steampunk night, which I didn't know about. So I walked in, I'm like, oh, it's kind of like a weird outfit this guy's wearing with, you know, the whole steampunk style uh, setup and everything. And then I saw another person, I'm like, oh, maybe it's a a bachelor party, a bachelorette party. They're all dressing up as steampunk to make it a fun, interesting night. And then it turns out, and then kind of like a fun irony, I felt like the only person kind of out of the crowd because everybody was just steampunk. And these outfits were phenomenal. They were amazing. And I was just in a normal regular button up black <laughs> pants, you know. And I was like, oh man, I was like, if I knew a steampunk night, I would have definitely gotten more creative with my outfit but yeah, yeah. yeah. that's probably my favorite you didn't creative get the memo night. that time <laughs> no i definitely did not uh, which is unfortunate because i got guest listed for that night i remember specifically by one of the bottle service girls and so like she texted me she would say hey, you're all set just mention my name and like i got you on a special list or whatever and then never mention it to me which i kind of wish she did so yeah she's like, yeah. i'm gonna leave him in for a surprise yeah she's like i'm just gonna mess with this dude <laughs> Honestly, when it comes to like craziest stories in Vegas, there is like too many to mention, I, you know, like where, yeah, I don't even know. I think the biggest thing when it comes to Vegas is pretty much almost always crazy. I mean, just random. I mean, I don't even know where I'd even start with the stories because yeah. that's a unique thing about Vegas. And I'll, I'll touch upon this and kind of go back and forth of it where you just never know what to expect. I mean, there were some times I went for like symbol for EDC, which is a big music festival in the electronic music world, where I went, partied at EDC all night, got back to the strip. There was a DJ event going on on the strip, kind of by uh, like the Fat Burger location um, on the strip and just a huge, what's called a pop-up, which is big in LA. A pop-up is where a musician just starts performing out of nowhere. Yeah. It could be at a park, it could be at a beach, it's random. They usually just drop like coordinates and there's a massive pop-up in Vegas on the ship that was just raging all night. There was another night where I started off and pre-gamed at the Taco Bell Cantina. There's a special Taco Bell mm -hmm. on the strip 
and it actually they actually have DJs who perform in the Taco Bell <laughs> while you can get Taco Bell and get Taco Bell themed mixed drinks. Right. So the Taco yeah, Bell canteen is like raging. So like all these kind of things about Vegas, it just makes it a very interesting thing where you never know what to expect. There was another right. night. Of course, then we went to Denny's and it was partying with the Denny's waitresses all night. You know, so like anything kind of, yeah. And then like, I could like go on and on and on about all these stories, you know, where you just, and that's what's kind of cool. You never know what to expect. Yeah. There was another night I was actually, I think it was at Terrace and I don't know the person's name, but I ended up partying with, a, I guess a pretty famous, I know who he was, mm -hmm. I guess a famous UFC fighter. Okay. And I guess he had maybe had just finished up like a big monumental fight because I did a, I think it was like a story on Instagram and I was just hanging out with these people just drinking and I didn't think anything of it. And then someone goes, holy shit, you're with blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have no idea who they are. And they're like, no, they're like a, a massive, massive UFC fighter. And I'm like, oh, I just thought it was some random dude who was cool. You know, like I had no idea. And so that's the thing too with Vegas is that there's always celebrities, always, yeah. you know, people yes. there yeah. doing crazy things. It, it's, yeah, I mean, I'd say, I mean, not always, because also that'd be a bit of an exaggeration, but I'd say like 75% of the nights I go out in Vegas are an insanely crazy night for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, like uh, maybe even higher than that too, just because that's where Vegas is. Everybody's in the mindset to have fun. You know, I know we talked briefly earlier about, you know, different age ranges. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Vegas is one of the few places that you could be 80 years old, slugging shots of vodka out in the open and partying it up. And no one thinks really it's weird because it's like a adult playground for people wanting to go and have fun. And then you go home with your 30 year old girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. yeah and, and then you go home. But before that, you know, yeah. yeah. And they still don't think anything of it. You're, we, you know, we see them walking down the street yeah. all the time. And Julian had a, an episode. It was a video memory. Oh yeah. He, he was just like recording on the strip and it was an old, old gentleman and a young, young girl. And they were walking hand in hand. Right. And he's, he just vlogging, videoing, and you can see, like, in his purview, like, these these girls, like, look at you, like, what the f... And he's like, oh, it happens all the time here, <laughs> you know? Like, yep. Is that that's really... Vegas. They're yes. like, yeah, that's happening. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, it's Vegas. <laughs> She's like, yeah. ah, I go, money, sweetheart. Yeah, she it's just all it takes. Laugh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Funny. Classic. Ah, oh, great. Okay, Mark, so obviously pandemic kind of put a wrench in everybody's saws here, but... Do you notice a difference in the day clubs and nightclubs pre-pandemic versus post-pandemic um, as far as how they operate, how things are served, pricing, anything like that? Are there any differences? That's a wicked good question. I'd... Impressive. Uh, honestly, I'd say... I'd say honestly, no. And I mean that in a really good way. I lived in Vegas for the month of September near the end of last year. And honestly, everything kind of felt about the same. I mean, there were some like small rules that were kind of odd where there was one nightclub I went to where bouncers would come up to random people and ask them to put their mask on. Yeah. But it was also random who they pick out in the crowd. So it was kind of like, it was that was a bit bizarre, but I mean, that was obviously at this point now, I mean, months and months ago, but I felt like that for the most part, it was pretty much actually the same. Um, <laughs> And, and I mean that in a good way, yeah. So, yeah. and I feel like Vegas I, now is full force, like it was yeah. before. It, yeah, there's no slowdown. And in fact, I think they said like revenues are. Oh yeah, it's up. It's way yeah, up. Yeah, way, way, up, way above time, you know yeah, a normal. It's ever been, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I could see that too, because I feel like for a lot of people, you know, I feel like a lot of almost everyone had this experience or this kind of mentality of, all right, now that I can finally go out again and be around people. I'm gonna go even crazier than before or not take anything for granted. Right. And so I could see that almost being, you know, like you said, the revenue increasing makes sense. Cause people are like, all right, we gotta do Vegas cause 
who knows, you know, with, with what's going to happen. So, right. yeah, I feel like people are like, oh, fuck it now. Like, we're going to do we're not saving anymore. We're going to do what we want to do when we want to do it. And they're going all out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas is saying thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so this may be a dumb question, but do you still see people wearing masks in these clubs? Because I'd imagine the clientele that go to these places are not really worried about that. I think it depends. You know, uh, like I said, I've not been in Vegas since the end of September. I've actually been very busy traveling. Yeah. So I can't say at least at the exact time of this podcast, but when I was there, and this is September, the timestamp is September of 2021. When I was there, it was kind of a random thing where some people were wearing them, some people weren't. I'd say 90% of people were not wearing masks. But, you know, obviously, you know, I think some people still might. And again, who knows? You know, who knows the reasoning? Right. Of, like, right. say they have underlying health complications. I mean, who knows? But I'd say, especially now, I'd say very rarely. I mean, well, obviously, again, I've not been to Vegas in a while, but I'd say very rarely will you see someone wearing a mask. Even here in LA, like I think there's been maybe a handful of times where I was out, whether it's at a bar or a venue or whatever, yeah. when someone one was wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. So I think it is kind of random, especially now. Okay. Yeah, I would guesstimate maybe one to two percent at yeah. most. Yeah. At most. Yeah. Every yeah. once in a while we see somebody, right. but other than that, in Vegas or even where we're at, we don't really see Especially it. Especially because that's yeah, where you're going to drink, that's where you're going to dance and right. sweat. And right. yeah, the one thing you want to be able to do is breathe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and especially at a day club too with like the pool, obviously that oh, has yeah. a whole other... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's yeah. 112 outside. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just staying safe, buddy. Yeah. Can you imagine that tan line, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that Vegas heat is no joke. No, it's hell no. Hell no. I went yeah. last summer, Mark, with no AC and my car and it was 117 oh. the hottest it ever got in years so wow like, oh shit yeah it was fun yeah <laughs> i mean that's what i suggest to people like if you're gonna be drinking like pedialyte liquid iv uh <laughs> all those electric beverages go a lot especially not just being hung over but not you know getting heat exhaustion right. like ha drink way more water than you think as many as much electrolytes as you can you know the whole nine yards yeah so one of the last questions here I have for you. Are there any clubs that you haven't been able to visit that's maybe on your list and you're eager to check out still? Maybe something new that's opened up? Luckily, I've seen, I've been to all the main ones, which is good. Like night nightclubs, day clubs, and after hours clubs. Right. The only one that I've actually not been to uh, that's, that has been on my radar for a little bit, it's a small one. Um, I don't know if I call it like a nightclub. It's more of like a small, small, small bar. It's called the Barber Shop. That's like a really, really cool one that I've heard a lot about. I was going to go at one point. I just didn't have time because I had so much stuff going on. That's one that I want to check out. I, I believe it's like a very, very small speakeasy kind of feel. It's a small room, high-end cocktails, that kind of vibe. But, oh, okay. you know, that, that seems like a great one. Um, also, I, I'd say this too, I guess for another kind of angle of actually people are looking for stuff that's non-edm you know um is another one that's really cool it's called on the record at park mgm i believe it's still open hopefully it's a speakeasy that has a record store feel with like an outdoor there's like a bus outside of it that has like people djing inside of the bus hmm. there's also a hidden bar inside of it that um, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll say this on the, the podcast so this is kind of fun that they try to not tell people because it's impossible to find unless you know where it is if you are in the bathroom of on the record and you leave the bathroom, you're going to see a wall of cassettes and just press on that wall and walk around the wall and keep pressing until something opens because there's a hidden bar inside of it, but it's so well disguised. You literally would have no idea 
like you'd think there's like a, a weird crack in the wall because there's a door. No, it's it's impossible to find. So that's a, a really cool like hidden bar inside of the nightclub that's, that's uh, cool, on see? the record. Yeah. yeah, those are really cool things to know. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So next we're gonna do something pretty fun. This is a All game right, a game we played. We haven't played in a while here on the podcast, but we call it Bucket or Fuck It. It was created by a listener of ours and the premise of the game is basically something that would be on your bucket list or something that would be on your fuck it list so let's cover vegas in general uh let's do one round each and we'll all cover something on our bucket list that we think somebody basically should do and take the time to do on one of their trips kind of like a must do and then we'll do another round of a fuck it list where maybe it's overrated overhyped and you know you can save it for a future trip all right okay so i'll start it off (laughs) i'll do my bucket is gonna be Area 15. So Ooh, yeah, that's that's a definitely must go to. Um, and let's go ahead and let's go, Cal. What is your bucket? And then we'll do the opposite in reverse. I think, gosh, because we've been putting so many things into yeah work work yeah that I think definitely what I found on the bucket list is a golden nugget. You can swim with sharks. Mm-hmm. Oh, the oh and no, Mandalay Bay. Is it Mandalay Bay? Yeah, yeah, okay. Mandalay Bay. You can right. swim with sharks. I want to do that. Right. So Golden Nugget has a pool with the sharks that yeah, slide that go through, through it. Yeah. The, yeah, right. But you can actually swim with sharks, Mark, at the Golden Nugget in the tank. I've not Mandalay done that Bay. yet. That's crazy. At Mandalay Bay. Or at Mandab- at Mandalay, Mandalay Bay. Bay. Yeah, sorry. That is on my bucket list. And we have yet to go to that facility and check it out. We've seen a lot of right. things on YouTube. Right. Um, but that when I saw that and he showed me that on YouTube, I was like, I want to do that. Yeah, if it's I've in been Vegas, there, and been we're there in Vegas lots a lot. Of times. I've seen it. I've never seen people swimming in there. And then all of a sudden, this year with my new job, I'm like, holy shit! I found out you can <laughs> swim in the thing. And I'm like, oh man, there's so much I'm learning. But yeah, yeah. That, that's I, that, that would be on my bucket. bucket list. Okay, perfect. I like it. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Mark? So I'll give two. Uh, one, like I mentioned earlier, I think if let's say you're going to Vegas for the first time, talking about two things that you probably would not think about. One, walking along the strip and just exploring the different hotels, the architecture, just exploring around the strip and the downtown area. The second, as I'll have to have to second what you said, I'm surprised we've not even talked about Area 15. There's so much in Vegas to do. uh, And Area 15 is honestly, for lack of a better word, mind blowing. And (laughs) you could go for free actually, in case you don't know, a big pro tip, if you go before I believe 10 p.m. and you get a ticket online, you can get in for free and not pay the cover to get in. Mm -hmm. And it's basically like a, I don't even know how to describe Area 15, but it's like a unique, trippy building with different installations. And if I had to go more specific, check out something called the Omega Mart. Uh, by Meow Wolf. And I'm not going to explain what it is. All I'm going to say is it's a quote-unquote supermarket until you realize it's not. And that's all I'm going to say. It's one of the most unique art installations I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's located inside of Area 15. That does cost money. I believe it's It's $50. Yeah, Yeah, but it's 100% worth it. Yeah, that's that's a big one. You can even just go one night in Area 15 and there's all these different things you can do there. I mean, it's, it's crazy. But, uh, and anyone as well lives in Vegas, every Monday night at Area 15, they have something called, I think it's Industry Mondays, where if you have a Nevada license, you get deals off 
drinks, food, all that kind of stuff. And they usually have some pretty well-known DJs like Atlas perform there, who's on Dead Mouse's label Mousetrap. They had uh, Tony Romero, who's like a big house and French house producer uh, perform. They have a bunch of unique DJs performing every Monday night, all free. You know, uh, it, it's a great spot for Vegas locals. You were totally right about that, too. I mean, Julian's done a video on Omega Mart, and he was amazed by Omega Mart. I haven't gone there yet. But then the last time we went to Vegas, we did Area 15, and we did Wink World and Museum Fiasco. And those two events were amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I don't know, did and you there's put probably, video out on that already? Yeah, there's yeah, video videos on that. On that. I but mean, I mean, we've talked about Air, uh, Omega Mart too. And yeah. Mark, I went in with the you know intention of spending an hour. <laughs> I spent four hours there, brother, yeah. and didn't visit <laughs> half of the facility. Like, it's fucking there's crazy. A really, the coolest, or not the, one of the coolest things um, in Omega Mart too, there is a bar located inside of it. Um, yeah. You have to like, yeah. And if you go to Omega Mart, you know, there, there's a bar inside of it, like I said, I believe you have to get the drink to try this. I Luckily, the bartender gave me it for free. It's something called a buzz ball. Um, I believe that's the name of it. And I'm not talking about the pre-made cocktails that you could buy in a liquor store. Yeah, It's a berry or like a, 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 a fruit or something. And when you bite it, your entire mouth uh, feels fuzzy. It's a very, 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 very... Uh. It, it's hard to describe the, the sensation. And it's not like psychedelic. It's not like a drug. Yeah. But like it's this weird like oral sensation, kind of like Pop Rocks. You've ever had those? Yeah. It's kind of similar to that. I think you have to get a mixed drink to order to get it. Or maybe just talk to the bartender and be like, hey, can I just try one of those buzz balls? And that's a very, very crazy... Like I've never had, experienced anything like that. It was a very odd... It, my mouth almost felt like TV static. That's the only way I can word it. Not, but not in a bad way. It's right. like a really crazy feeling. So the Cosmo does something pretty similar to this. Yeah. And they call it the verbena. And what it is is basically it numbs your mouth. And this drink's very popular. And as more people started talking about it, it's became one of the most popular drinks at the Chandelier Bar. And so it's probably something sort of that that's what it said as, as soon as you were describing of, yeah. it i looked at julian and i'm like it's like that drink yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that drink that everybody talks about it at the cosmo mm-hmm. yeah yeah area 15's kick ass it and it's is the same just thing so oh it's fun. amazing it's it's, it's it's amazing it's something in the drink it's yeah, a little it's a bean so it it's kind of exactly like a bean like and herb or about. something and you just yeah. Yeah. yeah it might be the same thing honestly yeah, yeah. yeah. probably is that's hilarious, yeah. though, because that it makes me want to go try it just for the fact of I want right. to see what it's right. like. And that's just it. There's oh, so much stuff to do, Mark, and we love having people on like you who just know it and get it. I mean, you go to Vegas. And, and for often. us, what's super interesting, Mark, is we zero know zero about day clubs and nightclubs because when zero. we go to yeah. Vegas, we explore and do a mm-hmm. lot of stuff, and I love to gamble. But day clubs and nightclubs are never on our our. Mm-hmm. Our agenda. Really. Our nightclub is in the casino and the music. But that's we're always playing. curious yeah. about it. We've right. always talked about. Mm-hmm. I wonder how this is. I right. wonder how that is. So your knowledge has been absolutely well, amazing. And then his videos, yeah. guys. His whole <laughs> fucking YouTube channel has videos on all these different clubs. And like I mentioned, there's a lot. I mean, it's so. And, and, <laughs> and I was showing yeah. her one today, Mark, where there's the lights are going off like oh, yeah. crazy, and she's like. Well, this seems like a lot. I go, exactly. It seems like a lot. There's just a lot going on. Yeah. It's yeah. nuts. I mean, and that's what's cool about it. There's just so many. I mean, we even, like like I said, even in this podcast now, there's a lot to Vegas where, like, I forgot about Area 15. I forgot about On the Record, which mm-hmm. is a very unique nightclub compared to other ones. I mean, there's another one, too. I'll say this as, like, another big pro tip. It's called Voodoo uh, Rooftop Lounge. Uh, I think, I can't remember the name of the 
shoot, I just forgot the name of the hotel that it's in. I can picture the, it's like a fluorescent colored logo. It's a little bit off the strip. Rio. I, I forgot the name. What? Rio? Oh, I think, yeah, Rio, actually, yeah. And so uh, it's a quote-unquote nightclub. They mm -hmm. call it that. It's not really a nightclub, yeah. uh, if you want to be honest. But you get in this elevator, and you go up to this massive, like, massively high rooftop. And in my opinion, it's the best view of the strip, or one of the best views of the strip of anywhere in Vegas um, in terms of, like, a general venue. And you could go have a drink, so that's, like, a great place to, like, pre-game or start off with just to see, you know – the strip from far above you know another one's the stratosphere which is another one of the best views of the strip mm -hmm. but it's like unbelievable head up there on the uh the needle that's another good one to check out you know if you're like here in vegas i think it's like 15 bucks to get up there they have drinks up there they have a restaurant so you know uh, stratosphere is another good one to check out so th i mean there's just so much stuff to do okay mark you kind of cheated on bucket or fuck it already okay you went way over, over oh yeah the rules. <laughs> no, all just in. Kidding. i know i love it dude I lo and this, this is all stuff we've talked about mentioned on the podcast so everything you're talking about i mean you're preaching to the choir on, on this far as to these oh, listeners yeah. because we are so like-minded when it comes to this stuff already. oh yeah now let's do the fuck it side of it mark we're gonna start with you first what would something be that would be maybe considered overrated overhyped and maybe you can save for another trip down the line so I'll give three. Oh, uh, for this okay. Hey, you've yeah, already so, broken yeah, the hey. rules. Why not? Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Let's go. Well, this because these are actually, I think I mean, that the fuck it ones are more important than the bucket yeah, ones. Exactly. Because you're not going to waste yeah. everybody's money, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So number three, I'll, I'll go like, I'll do this like in a YouTube format. I'll go three to one. Okay. Three, avoid any street game. Uh, this is a big one. That's yeah. the easiest way to get love scammed. It. Even if, like, say you hear someone being like, oh, I just won $100, they're probably in on it. Just think of it like a, a carnival. You know every carnival game has some, like, weird thing that yeah. obviously makes you lose a ton of money. So avoid any street game, anything like that. They're not super, super common, but just be aware that if you see a street game, don't play it. Yeah. Second thing, and this may kind of come off in a unique way, avoid wicked expensive hotels. You should only be in your hotel to sleep and to get changed, that should be it. You're and right. obviously you don't want to stay in a super, super sketchy hotel that has bed bugs and whatnot. But I think a lot of people think when they go to Vegas, oh, I need to ball out, I need to get a super expensive suite at the Venetian. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you're way better off saving that money and printing it to something else. You're gonna have a way better time. And you might even, I know people who did that, who balled out on a suite and regret it being like, dude, I was only here to sleep and to get ready. I should just got a place at a more low end hotel you know like and there's a bunch of them mm -hmm. all around the strip and then the the number one thing i'd suggest to avoid and this probably is gonna be a bit controversial too and i think be aware of your surroundings is strip clubs the biggest scams <laughs> in vegas the most fucked up things that happen in vegas happen at strip clubs because what happens is in case people don't know and this is very important to understand when you go to a strip club you pay a cover like any other place typically mm -hmm. so you pay a cover and i suggest bringing cash by the way huge pro tip in your cy oh, yeah. if you pay with a card they will thumbprint you what that means is they actually as it sounds literally get your thumbprint and they save it on file that way they have legal proof and biological proof you are there the reason why they do this is obviously, like, say if you spend a bunch of money and you don't want to pay it, that is one thing. But what can come along with this has been a lot of scams, and you can read this on Reddit. You can hear stories as word of mouth. This happens to a lot of people. And again, I'm not trying to bash strip clubs, and I'm not trying to bash anyone that's going. I think you just be aware that they are designed to get as much money and extort as much money out of you as they can, where, let's say someone goes, let's say a girl 
let's say you get thumbprinted and a girl comes up to you, starts giving you a lap dance. You're like, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. You know, I'm all set. I'm just here to observe or something like that. She might go, oh, I'm going to charge that guy, let's say, $200. And then, like, say, the next morning you wake up, you're like, wait, why am I getting a $200 charge at the strip club? You go to your credit card company. You fight it with fraud. And what will happen is a strip club will contact your credit card company saying, you know what? Unfortunately, it's not fraud. We have his thumbprint. We can prove he or she was there. It's not fraud. And there's been people have been scammed out of hundreds, if not thousands of dollars using this technique, you know? So again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with going to a strip club, but just be very, very cognizant of what's going on, your surroundings. Again, I suggest bringing cash because typically if you bring cash, they might not thumbprint you, but these are just things to be aware of, you know? Uh, you know, again, I'm not trying to bash them, whatever, but all the horror stories when I talk to a lot of people and obviously I've talked with a lot of people doing YouTube and traveling and everything who go to Vegas, 99% of the horror stories I hear usually somehow involve a strip club at some point. So just be aware. That's yeah. interesting. One, I never knew they did some kind of line of credit because I've, I mean, we've been to a few and a few of them have ATMs, but I thought you were going to mention the charging side of it because sometimes it could be as high as, you know, 20 bucks as far as your ATM oh, I mean, fee. Yeah, so that's another thing, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I didn't even know that that thumbprint thing was a thing at places. That's, yeah. It's newer. Yeah, I think within I the last, what, yeah, five, I think six years. And it newer. makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. can see Ever it. Ever since that movie came out. Well, because then you don't have to worry <laughs> yeah, about yeah. shit. You don't got to bring me <laughs> exactly. the movie. Came. What movie? How do you know about yeah. this movie, goddammit? Yeah. Okay, J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, you're right because we went probably our I don't know it was probably like eight ten years ago right mm -hmm. we went to the hustler club for the and, first time yeah and yeah. and we did as a, a guy on the street like hey free ride free mm -hmm. limo ride and you gonna come yeah. check us out and we're like okay fuck it you know mm -hmm. we got scammed from the start I mean yeah. it once we got there he's like oh it's free blah blah, blah. then we get there and it's like forty dollars a person to get in two drink minimum or whatever right. and then there's yeah. these drunk girls that come over to us like don't you want this don't you want this took julian was like only like 500 dollars, you know i'll suck your dick or whatever and he was like no i'm good i got a wife for that you know yeah, like yeah yeah you know they just wanted you know they wanted his card so right. bad but so you're right you know right. and we were sober so can you i can only imagine if oh, it's, exactly. if it's yeah. a guy that's already like hell yeah right. whatever you know right. that's yeah. how they get well, and it's interesting because we've also went to other clubs where we've felt totally safe and had yeah, the, a very the, good experience. There, there's been many clubs that, yeah. that it was just oh, kicked yeah. back. Oh, like yeah. we, Babes and Henderson at Palomino, one point went to Palomino. We fun, were with man. friends. Yeah. yeah, but they were I mean, really cool. Yeah. They they were they didn't come up to you unless you yeah, know you, you didn't made feel contact like you were getting them. hustled type yeah. shit. Yeah, like and, yeah. and that's one thing is you're comfortable in your element and that's one thing I think it really does stick with people. Yeah. And their yeah. vibe that they're getting, right? Yeah. I think also like you said too, I think depending on the strip club too, like I've only been actually ironically to one technically two strip clubs okay I, actually, I think i was at hustlers because for terrorists i um I, I don't know if they've switched this but i back in the day when you left you actually because of the way the ele elevator system worked you had to leave through the strip club oh. so um i think it was through hustlers you had to leave so i was in that one i've uh, never like staying there i actually went to i think it was sapphire okay for one of my friends it was like a joint bachelor and bachelorette party because mm -hmm. of my friends were getting married so they decided to have it at sapphire and that one was great like i said no issue the staff was super professional yeah you know everyone we talked to was super nice and genuine so yeah i think it really does depend venue to venue as you can imagine i think right the more upscale the more it's not gonna be as scammy yeah the more low you know bomb scale you know the, the worst it's gonna be but you know like you said too i think all those things that you hear about like oh you get a free limo ride 
and we give you this for free. That is true in the beginning, right? But it's like a classic bait and switch model That's where it was, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And we were fairly naive newbies. We're like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. you know, free ride, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and it's good, like I said, yeah, it's good experience. You know, right. The only one that's actually legit, like I said, is the club promoters. Because obviously, you know, like anybody, when you're walking through a new area, your guards are up and you hear someone say, oh, we're getting you this nightclub for free. You're like, oh, no way. This is bullshit or whatever. Yeah. But I'd say club promoters are the only thing that seems scary that actually is legit. Um, Obviously, you want to be safe, too, because let's say some guy's like, oh, I can pick you up and bring you here. Obviously, be aware that right. you never know those people <laughs> trying to red pose. Red flag, red yeah. flag. <laughs> yeah, but a good promoter will give you their card or give you their number and just say, hey, text me, text me a ratio, and I can get you in free to Omnia, Hakkasan, mm -hmm. Jewel, uh, Zook, then the list goes on and on. They're just trying to make money. They're just like, hey, we'll get you in for free. It's free for you to get in. It's free for me to get you in. I get money, you get it yeah, for free, boom, win-win. Right. right. I like that. I like that a lot. And Mark, I want you. I want to be super honest with this when I say this podcast is honestly a mixture and always has been, and that's part of the name of the show is the confessions part is mm -hmm. we do cover the good and the fun and the great things <laughs> to do, but we yep. do like being real and cover uh -huh. real shit that happens every day, right? So we do tell people about scams and things to avoid and the dirty side yeah. of things that people can expect <laughs> because that's one thing I pride myself self on about this podcast it's one of the most original rawest versions of the <laughs> yeah. vegas podcast that it can get. i mean that's I the way to do that. it so yeah. um and that's and there, and being able to do that we have no strings or limits on things that we can talk about we've talked about you know the escort scene we've talked a little bit about everything mm -hmm. on yeah. this podcast so i don't want you to feel like oh well no it's i'm good. being too negative oh, on no. one side versus the I mean, other because we do I'll we give... see both good and bad yeah, I'll give another pro tip when it comes to like the bad of things to, uh, especially about like the negative sides of Vegas. And this is counterintuitive, I think, for people visiting Vegas. Like most, or in most cities, I'll say that. Typically, it's like 2 or 3 a.m. is like, oh, that's like the sketchy time because you want to be safe and whatnot. I'd say for most people worried about Vegas safety, as long as you stay on the strip, it's pretty safe. Vegas can get very sketchy if you go off the strip to different areas. But for most people listening to this, I guarantee if you are visiting you're gonna be on the strip or in downtown it's for the most part safe the sketchiest time where i would suggest to be a bit more heightened a bit more aware and that kind of thing actually is around sunrise time ironically so around like five to seven or five or six a.m i find is when the strip is actually the sketchiest where you might have the most bizarre and like weird interactions yeah so that's what i say to a lot of people is that that's like good. if you are out you're going to an after hours club i feel like it's around that sunrise time which is actually more sketchier but if you get out of a club at like say 2 or 3 a.m and clubs can go to that time or whatever i mean the djs usually don't start till about 1 or 1 30 a.m so you know let's say they spend for about a few hours you get out at three or four you should be fine obviously because everyone's gonna be around you but around five or six a.m right when it starts to get light out the sun's coming up that's when it's you know definitely the sketchiest I like it. I like it a lot. I'm next. I'm next. Yeah. So what is your fuck it? My fuck it. Number one, because we've experienced it. Stay away from timeshare people. <laughs> Do not oh, go to yeah. a fucking okay, timeshare. Yeah. We, <laughs> we as well in our not more naive days, early days got, you know, grilled in free show tickets. All you got to do is go to this two hour thing or one hour. And we got locked in like six hours, ended up, can't, couldn't say no into a timeshare we yep. never used. Ever. So say, oh, just man. say no. The free yeah, yeah. show tickets are not worth it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not worth your time. They're not worth the, the monotony. They're not worth the 
chaos you will endure later. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I think the fuck it for me is going to be 100% on one of the ones that you covered was going to be games on the strip, games outside. <laughs> Avoid them. They're scams. Don't play them. Yeah. Don't get involved. It's, it's, it's all a scam. Everybody around it's on it. Do not fall for it. And I know we're mentioning this the first time this year, but we've done a whole episode about yeah. things to avoid, first-timer uh, recommendations and tips. But every year, right, I mean, we should be incorporating right. stuff like this for newer listeners yeah, who don't right. go back. But, I mean, there's so much stuff to mention. And if you're going to give your money away, give it to a casino where it's safe. Yeah, <laughs> you find yeah. something you, you really want to do in town. There's <laughs> yeah. so much shit to do, activities, shows. Yeah. I mean, you name it, there's so much different walks of life and so much for everybody and different folks that go. So that's why I like doing this and having people on like you that can help us with stuff that we have absolutely no idea about. But now we got some kind of a clue of what we're looking at, pricing. Yeah. Uh, if we're interested in taking, you know, baby girl to a place, Yep. checking a place out so mark i appreciate you coming on and filling us in on a lot of this stuff yeah your knowledge yeah. is invaluable truly i loved it i mean what i suggest to a lot of people honestly and like kind of summing up a lot of what we talk about is again because i know specifically we talked about the day clubs and nightclubs is i think that if you can assume not always but assume you can get in for free um and so that's like a, a big pro tip i say to a lot of people okay. that if you're like oh i don't want to spend a bunch of money just assume okay i can definitely get in for free how is that going to happen and so that means talking to a promoter getting on the guest list making sure you get there early making sure you're dressed up and you look presentable um also making sure you're not too drunk you definitely have to say that too yeah, right. you know all these different things yeah <laughs> all these different things are very important but like like i said i very rarely spend money when i go to vegas i mean besides the hotel and the gas money because i can drive there you know i typically eat at chain restaurants because i'd rather take that money and spend it on a, a unique attraction like the blackout restaurant in case you don't know you eat in pure blackness and you can't see anything and you don't know yeah. what you're eating so like things like that i'd much rather spend that money for a hotel or that money that i would spend on a high or high-end experience or whatever uh hotel and transportation is the one things that i get out of the way and then you know uh if i want to get liquor liquor on the ship can be very expensive if you check out somewhere called these discount liquors in my opinion is the most uh cheapest alcohol store actually in the country so if you're actually visiting Vegas, another huge pro tip as well to throw out there, go to this, all these discount liquors, Uber there and back if you don't have a car. That way you can basically get the deals that you need. It's gonna save you a lot of money in the long run. you know. Uh, but yeah, Vegas, if you do it right, is the cheapest place you can ever visit where you can get the most amount of stuff for free, nightclubs, strip experiences, et cetera, pretty much compared to anywhere. Yeah, just right. got to know what, what, how to that's do it, it and where to go. Where to go, and that's yeah. it. There's so much free stuff to do, to check out, scenery. I mean, you nailed one about, you know, just taking a tourist walk down the strip. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. Mark, do me a favor. Let folks know how they can reach you and get a hold of you via social media, content platforms, everything. So everything's just under my name, so it's M A R C. F-R-E-C-C-E-R-O. So just Mark Fichero on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, pretty much every platform is, luckily I was lucky enough to get my name on every one. So yeah, that's the easiest way to reach me. You know, I post a lot of content, most of my YouTube content, uh, especially on my main channel is all around Vegas. And that's where I cover a lot of the stuff in depth, how to find club promoters, what to say to the club promoters, what not to say to club promoters, how to get in for free, especially for guys. You know, I do a lot of videos. I've done videos about every single nightclub for the most part, 
and every single day club and after hours club. So I have videos about all those, you know, uh, there's a lot of amazing Vegas stuff out there, which is great. So yeah. Love it. Love it, dude. Thank you so much for spending some time with us and folks, you listeners, I want to thank you guys for joining us this week while we've had a fun coverage of all the different nightclubs and day clubs in Vegas and who better than to have on than Mark, who's been to all of them. So again, like I like taking you places. This guy does the same thing over on his channel. Definitely worth checking him out. Next time I'm in town, Mark and my wife, we definitely got to get together and have a meal and maybe go check one of these places out. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I'm down for Denny's. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, then, oh, hey, hey, I'm always down for Denny's. Yeah, I'm always I'm down for Denny's. That's an easy yeah. sale for us. Yeah, yeah I can just on the guest list, and then we can uh, go to a spa and have a good time. I think it'll be fun, man, folks. If you're enjoying this stuff, by the way, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Check out our Patreon, where you can get your name mentioned in the show. We put your name credits in all of our videos, and it helps support the show and keep it for free. Also, be sure to check us out on social media, where I'm pretty active. Not to forget to mention the YouTube channel, where there's a lot more fun Vegas content. And until next time, folks, cheers. Cheers.